Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Janine Liston. Janine, are you ready to do this? I definitely am. Excellent. Let's 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 go. Janine is a certified pricing professional. She's an entrepreneur, a public speaking champion. I'm excited to have you on. Janine, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah. So I grew up in Sacramento, California. And I studied architectural engineering in university <laughs> at the behest or the encouragement of a, a family member. Uh, it was kind of like, what do you like? A math and science. Why don't you be an engineer? Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> this one does, yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, I studied and I worked as an engineer for quite a few years. I then had the opportunity with another job, I shifted out of that and into marketing. And it's with that job that I had the opportunity in 2001 to come to Switzerland. I came for the life experience. I just could not pass up the opportunity to live in a foreign country and learn sure. the language and see Europe. The job was the vehicle. And that meant when they tried to send me home after two and a half years, <laughs> I politely quit. <laughs> Thank you. No, I will not. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those logic-defying situations. I had, you know, three different job offers in the U.S. and no job offers in Switzerland, and I said no, thank you to all of them and stayed. <laughs> yeah, I see what's going on here, but I'm just gonna kind of go this way instead. <laughs> exactly, and it's at that pivot point was when I was hired by a large multinational as a pricing, their global pricing manager, and I got certified in part because they didn't know what the position should be, and I wasn't, I didn't have all the information yet either. So I said, well, why don't I go do this, and I can help us both, kind of thing, and it, it worked really well. And then I spent the rest of my time in the corporate world traveling a world and helping local organizations set their prices, position themselves, set up their pricing systems, learn and understand how to sell based on value, uh, structure, say, sales incentive, sales team incentive systems, all different kinds of one of the interesting things pricing is it impacts and it is imp impacted by nearly everything in a business. So it kind of has little fi fingers going out all over the place. Mm -hmm. And so then in 2017, after a burnout, I decided to start my own business and work with primarily small business owners. And that's what's brought me here to you today. Awesome. What a cool journey. And, and you're still in Switzerland. I still, yeah, I still am. I arrived on July 31st, 2001, and the funny thing is August 1st is like a national day in Switzerland, and so usually on the 31st, they have a big fireworks show, so every year they celebrate my arrival. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's amazing. No, I, I, I see no reason to joke about that. Like, here, thank you again, Switzerland, for welcoming me. <laughs> Celebrating the day that that, that that I arrived again. Yes. Why not a bigger celebration for the 20th anniversary? This seems to be the same as every year. 
and you pick it up for the 25th. I think that that's awesome. Yeah. So, I think those days are gone. They're moving away from fireworks in Switzerland. So. Uh, very well. All right. Well, okay. Well, you'll have to figure that out on your own then, Janine. So, all right. So, so what, what is the problem that why, why are people, why, why are, why is what you do necessary? Mm-hmm. It's really, it comes down to profit and profit optimization, if you want to look at it that way, because there are only four things that affect profitability, price, volume, fixed cost, and variable costs. People chase after costs like it is the main driver of their profitability, hmm. and it is important, but there was a 2003 study done by McKinsey that showed very clearly that for almost any business, pricing is the most impactful profit lever you have. Full stop. It has more impact on your profitability than volume, fixed costs, or variable costs. And when you understand that, you start to see pricing in a very different way because this, we call it the sword of pricing, it slices both ways. So what the study found was that a 1% price increase for, they took a a group of companies from the S&P 1500, I, I believe, on average for those companies, a 1% increase in price was an 8% increase in profit. Hmm. But that works both ways. If they're losing 1% on price, then they're losing 8% on profit. Hmm. All things remaining the same. And with that knowledge, armed with that knowledge, a lot of companies end up making different pricing decisions. Yeah, they probably increase it. (laughs) You know what we should do? We should increase our prices. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you know Warren Buffett. He has there's a famous quote from him, and I'm paraphrasing here because I don't remember word for word. But he said something along the lines: "If you have to have a prayer session before increasing your prices by ten percent, you don't have a very good business." (laughs) Yeah. Amen. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So that I'm sure that that was a pretty groundbreaking study that that the McKinsey did and probably very very eye-opening and it's probably music to your ears they're like yes yes finally <laughs> well I mean think about it how many people if you think of you know medium and large companies how many people do they have dedicated to cost management versus how many people do they have dedicated to pricing management and even if you say well I'm not going to throw everybody on pricing you would think that at least there'd be some parity in there or some balance in there between the two. But very rarely are there a lot of people focusing on pricing. What's, what's, what's behind that? I think there's always been this confusion debate, maybe is a better word about where pricing should lie and who should have responsibility. And in my corporate days, I remember I was always moved around a lot. And it's when pricing was going well, everybody wanted to take credit for it. And when it wasn't, they were pointing the finger at the guy next to him. Mm-hmm. And so some, you know, some people say it should be in finance, some say sales, some say marketing. And most pricing professionals, not in every business, but in most businesses, believe that those are the people who are accountable on a day-to-day basis for different aspects of pricing. Therefore, in order to manage it properly, you can't report into one of those. 
<laughs> you would need to port report outside of that. And it just doesn't fit the traditional model mm-hmm. of a business where you have sales and you have marketing and you have finance, you know? Yeah. It just doesn't fit into the model that we are accustomed to, let's put it that way. Right. But it's such a huge in fact it is it is the biggest lever that that, that an organization can have to pull in order to increase profit. So mm. So even more challenging than I imagine for smaller organizations that have very little expertise and it's an entrepreneur or a team of folks that you know are starting up and trying to keep everything moving and, and oh, by the way, we should probably think about how to accurately price this. <laughs> so, so what are, what are like, it, it, when, when, when you engage with, with a client, what are the, different areas that that the conversations are around i'm sure that there's psychology behind it because you can't just all of a sudden start charging five times as much or five times less and i'm sure that there's research tell me a little bit about what what an engagement typically looks like right so we usually look at five areas and emphasize different elements of those areas depending on on the needs of the company and where they are in their journey the first is profit awareness making sure that you understand how the business decisions that you're making impact your profitability and developing what I call your intuition for pricing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Understanding that, you know, if I, you know, Joe has a great idea that we're going to lower prices by 10% and we're going to get all this volume, but where's the plan behind that? And do you know where break even is? If you have a gr- product with gross profit of 40% and you decrease the price by 10%, you have to have 33% more volume just to break even, mm-hmm. which is enormous. Yeah, People don't do the math. They don't look at where is that going to come from and is it sustainable? And they're not asking themselves the right question. So profit awareness is one of them. And then we look at Uh, business alignment, which is how is it aligned with your brand, with your messaging, not your pricing messaging, but more how you talk about your business and and what you're doing. There's, of course, price setting, how you're going to set your prices, what you need. Do you just need a price list or do you need a discount and rebate scheme? Do you need different prices for different channels? And what process are you going to use? What strategy do you have? That's all in the price setting piece. And then there's two more. We look at the communication, so the the pricing communication. How do you put it on a page? When do you mention it? What do you do when someone asks you what the price is and you're not ready? The psychology. And then the last piece is managing it. Your prices, the things that you base your prices upon change over time. Chances are your prices will need to change over time. Do you know what drives those changes? Do you know when to make those moves and how to communicate that? Are the processes that you have internal to your business clear for you, clear for the people who are executing pricing in your business? And I like to think of these as a a stone arched bridge. There's my structural engineering coming back to bite (laughs) us. (laughs) Yeah, and I go... 
the first on the left, because you build a stone bridge from the outside in, it's one on the left, two on the right, three and four, left and right again. And then the keystone is really managing prices. It's not until you have that keystone in there that you actually have a, a, a stable situation, if you will, or a manageable, manageable pricing, um, let's see, a successful way to manage your prices in your business. And I can't, I mean, I've never had a conversation like this, so I imagine that very few organizations have used that analogy of building a bridge properly and to, to really link it all together just because how, how would they know that, right? How would they have the framework? So. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is a, a methodology or a, a system that I use to help people understand that pricing is more than just setting a number. Mm-hmm. I, I always tell people it's a way of being or behaving in your business. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so it's more than just searching for that number. And if you don't realize that, then you're not really utilizing it as this profit driving tool that it can be. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there's so many ways that we, we, we could go here, obviously, because um, I think probably, probably a lot of that um, number one is just people don't know their numbers. They probably haven't done the math enough. So that's just such an essential thing. Uh, I don't want to call that boring, but it's just, it's so foundational. Uh, but that doesn't surprise me. The alignment piece, um, digging into how companies view themselves. If we are the Walmart, if we're sort of a discount, Mm -hmm. versus we're the Gucci, you know, we're really a, a premium brand. That's obviously going to be an enormous thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then ha just just all, all five of these are fascinating and when to, if at all, do rebates or discounts or have sales and things like that. You know, I don't know mm -hmm. that Gucci ever has a sale, but certainly Walmart is rolling back their prices all the time, right? Right. And that's, I think that's an important point, Charge, because most, nobody ever pulls us aside in school and says, hey, George, 20 years from now, when you have your own business, this is how you set your prices. Right. Even if you went to business school, I'm fairly sure that you never actually learn that. You might have learned that there's skimming strategies and economy strategies and premium strategies, but nobody said, this is how you find the numbers and this is how you manage them. Mm -hmm. So our intuition, if we're coming without a pricing background, our intuition is to look at what we've experienced and have known and apply that to our business, which is why you know, people take what they learn being a consumer and then you know, with Black Friday sales and I'll give you a two for one and, mm -hmm. da, 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 and they apply it to their business without really thinking about whether or not it fits their business, mm -hmm. if it's right for their customers and if it's right for them. Yeah, we uh, are always bringing ourselves with us, right? <laughs> you know, our behavior, the, the the way that I consume or the way that my family did all of it and just how I interact with money in general, all of a sudden that's how I'm deciding to set the prices for, for my business and my entire livelihood and everything else just based on that, which is the opposite of random because it's my personal experience, but it is for sure uh, the enemy of, of probably smart business. So 
and maybe if you're trying to be a low price leader, you know, let's say you're a, a frequent shopper at companies or businesses that are trying to be low price leaders and you start a business and you want to be good value for money, but you're not trying to lead the market with the lowest price. And then you're going in and you're offering Black Friday sales. It doesn't, there's a, you know, this is step number two. There's a misalignment there with your brand and your positioning. And your prices are constantly, your prices, what you say about them and what you do, the activities and the way you behave around your prices influences people's perception and therefore what they're willing to pay. So if you're doing weird things that are out of alignment with what you say is your brand or what you're, how you've positioned yourself, then customers, they may not be able to pinpoint what the problem is, but something will feel a bit off. Yeah, I can 100% see that. And, you know, I think we can just use different examples in our head of places we shop and if all of a sudden you get some email from xyz company and they're offering you this huge discount or a weird sale and it's just out of the out of left field then you would respond in 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 in, in, in the way that you just described so mm-hmm. nice i love it um how how long does a typical typical engagement with you last yeah so if i work with someone like a, a solo entrepreneur one-to-one then we usually work for um one to three months depending on how the pace they want to take and and how their business is structured, yeah, where their starting point is. When I do consulting engagements, it really depends on how many of these boxes we're going to be ticking and what we really need to focus on. Um, Those engagements, again, it can be, you know, one or two months or it can be six months or a year even. It it depends. Yeah, I could see it be ongoing. Talking about your fourth area of communication, I mean, you're communicating with the sales professionals and everybody else and obviously setting the price and just rolling it out. That's I can see that being um, well, and which which it is. This is an ongoing thing. But once people sort of get the hang of it, if that ever happens, then <clears throat> then you've done your job, Janine. You say, go out, go out into the world. <laughs> I love it. Well, Janine, the people are ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah, I would say that the most important thing that I can say when it comes to pricing is pricing is rooted in a deep understanding of the customer. And you got to, I know people get tired sometimes of hearing about target customers and avatars and whatever, but when if I'm selling pens and I'm selling them to 20-year-old college students versus if I'm selling them to corporate executives, I can already start to narrow down the price and I know which direction it's going to go. That's the simplest sort of example that I can give. So if you are not clear about who you're targeting, then you're setting yourself up to be a generalist, whether it's products or services, you still fit into this generalist category and generalists generally get sub average prices. Hmm. If that's the strategy you want, go for it. But most small businesses will be better when they are very specific and they fulfill a specific need for a specific target market. Well, I think that that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Janine, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and how can people engage with you? Yeah. So what I recommend is you head on over to thepricinglady.com. And in the resources section, there is a self-assessment pricing scorecard. You can find it right there and grab a copy of that and give yourself an assessment. Where are you right now in your pricing journey and start to identify the areas where you can improve the most. 
I love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Janine your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to thepricinglady.com. Take advantage of that self-assessment, that scorecard, and figure out where you are at. Thanks again, Janine. Mm-hmm. Thank you, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together. <laughs>